Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice. Hello, this is Dr Julia Hempenstall, one of the GP Fellows at Wessex LMC's. And I'm here today with Christian Agarwal, who's a sessional GP uh, with many hats, and he sits on the sessional GP committee at the BMA, um, but also, importantly, is the deputy chair of the pensions committee at the BMA. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Hello, good welcome. Hi, thank you. So I think where we need to start is that a lot of GPs get worried about pensions and, and don't understand them. I wonder if you could give us an overview of, as a GP, where do I start to think about my pension? Absolutely, thank you. So the first place I would begin is actually logging on to the total reward statement of the NHS Pensions website. And in doing so, you'd be able to assess how updated your record is currently. For some individuals, that record may be completely blank, and there are many reasons for this. So, for example, if an individual were to have added years, um, the system cannot calculate that, and therefore the record will be blank. This is not a cause of concern. It's just that the system doesn't work in that way. So the first thing to do is contact NHS Pensions. You can write to them once a year, free of charge, and they will provide a statement of all your pension record. In doing so, you will have a good idea of where your pension currently sits, and you can go through and identify any gaps. If there are any gaps, the first thing to look at is whether, um, with some instances, it can be that subsequent years will not be filled because a year is missing. So it may just be that you need to fill one year and every subsequent year will be filled. Um, and that might be that a type one or a type two form hasn't been submitted or has been lost or misplaced for that one given year. So you can go into the NHS Pensions website um, all the forms for type 1 and type 2 are there. Um, the type 2 forms started in 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. So an individual can go back and fill those forms. There is an amnesty in place, so anyone who hasn't done that can do so. Just for clarification for those GPs out there who might not know about it, could you just explain a little bit about the different types? When you say type 1, type 2, could you just expand on that for us? Absolutely. So a type 1 GP is essentially a partner. A type 2 GP can be a salary GP, a GP who's a long-term locum in a single practice for greater than six months, or someone who works for out of hours. Someone who is solely locum does not fit into either category and is, is defined as a sole locum. Okay, that, feel, that feels much clearer now. And where do you go to get these forms? So they are all on the NHS Pensions website under the member section. Okay, brilliant. And a little bit just to encourage GPs who haven't filled in the forms, could you just explain what the amnesty is and what they should actually do now? Sure. Um, for many years, um, NHS Pensions didn't realise that not many GPs were actually completing these forms. So we negotiated with NHS Pensions that individuals could go back and actually correct their records. Um, and this would help the individual get their record up to date and help NHS Pensions ensure that an individual's record was up to date. So the forms, as I say, started in 2009-10 and they go up to the current day. Okay. So and um, the each year the GP has to submit these forms. What's the date that they have to do that by? Sure. So if we look at um, the previous year, so 
The pension year ended on the 31st of March 2019. So the form for that year, so 1819, will be due this coming 28th February 2020. So essentially it's 11 months after the pension year end. Thank you, that's much clearer. One of the other things that people struggle with is the different roles that they might hold. Um, and I know this morning at the Sessional GP conference, there were some questions about if you hold multiple roles. Could you perhaps just give us a little bit of insight onto how multiple roles might be seen by the pension service? So roles can be within the practitioner scheme or within the officer scheme. So. Any role that you do clinically as a GP tends to be practitioner. But there are some certain examples where it can get quite complicated. So if I give the example of working for a CCG, if you are employed by a CCG, you will be an officer. If you work as a GP and you contract with the CCG, you will be a practitioner. And if you solely work as a locum, you can unfortunately not pension your CCG income. Now, there are a few bits to remember. So your practitioner income sits in one pot and your officer income sits in a separate pot. Your officer income will not be visible on your TRS, um, which is a key um, important point to note. In that instance, you should always write to NGS Pensions and ask for an updated record of your officer income. And when you're writing to them, there's no harm in actually asking for both your officer and practitioner because therefore you can see it all in one place. That's really helpful. Thank you. And, and then moving on, there are certain benefits of the NHS pension scheme that you alluded to this morning and one of them that may be particularly relevant particularly to our locums is around the death in service. I wonder if you could embellish on the locum GP and whether they are eligible for death in service as part of their pension rights. So this is an unfortunate scenario where if an individual were working on a particular day, they would be eligible for death in service, but if they were not working, they'll be eligible for a lesser death in benefit. The main thing this affects is the lump sum that the family, partner or children would receive. Now, obviously this is very unfair to the locum. So there are mechanisms by which an individual can protect themselves a little bit. So if a locum GP were to pick up a type two role, all out of hours is considered type two work. So if a GP were to do the occasional session as a type two GP, it would lift them from being solely a locum to being a type two GP. So if they did a few sessions in the month of April, and a few throughout the year, and perhaps one or two in March, that year would then receive a solo form. And as a result, they'd be classified as a type two GP. That GP would then have to do a type two form 11 months later, as we discussed earlier. But as they have two roles now, there'll be a locum and a type 2 GP, they would obtain death and service. Okay, so that's a really important thing for our locum um, GPs to consider. Thank you. I know in your role at the VMA, you visit Capita and speak to them, uh, sorry, P PCSE regularly. What are the ways, certainly in the LMC, some of the negative things that we've got GPs struggling with pensions and records, what are the ways that GPs can escalate concerns around their pensions? So Capita have to respond to concerns within 10 working days, and that can be an automated email. But Capita actually have, Capita PCSE actually have 40 days to actually resolve complaints. And if that has not occurred, they can email um, 
the NHS England, and the email address is england.pensionescalation at nhs.net. That email address again is england.pensionescalation at nhs.net. Okay, thank you. That's really nice to know that there's a potential way for GPs to escalate concerns with their pensions and their records. Um, just picking up on something that we heard you talk about this morning at the GP sessional conference, and that was around the type two roles and how if GPs take these on, how it's a way of working around the annualisation could you just explain a little bit more about that briefly? Yes, of course. So annualisation predominantly affects locums because they're not in contract for the full year. So if a locum were to pick up a Type 2 role, and that role were from the 1st of April to the 31st of March, essentially they will be lifted out of annualisation. So the quickest and easiest way to do that would be to pick up a session or two in April and a session or two in March in and out of hours provider and therefore they would receive a solo form for the year and therefore their roles are added together and they're no, no longer annualised. You do make it sound so simple and I really do feel I've got a much better understanding today, thank you. I think just to sort of finish, I'd like to know a little bit about what tips you would give to the jobbing GP around their pension and how to manage it. So I understand that pensions is very stressful and for many, many GPs at the moment. My first advice is that, as we mentioned earlier, log on to the TRS, the Total Reward Statement, and have a look. And if it's blank, go through the process I, I, I outlined earlier, looking, uh, re requesting a record from NHS Pensions. It may take time to update your record, but as long as you're not retiring in the next few years, this is nothing to worry or panic about. Records can be updated and backdated at any point, um, as long as the correct information was done at the right time. Um, keep a record of anything that you do send to NHS Pensions, NHS England or Capita. I think that's crucial. And hopefully with time, everyone's records should be updated. Good, I, I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> and just for those GPs who'd like to look into finding out a bit more about this or if they have queries, could you just let us know about what channels they could use? So um, I write a blog um, um, which people can access. And the easiest way to do that is to Google my name plus with like Capita or annualization, they may come up. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, so you can find me at um, my Twitter handle being at ChristianX. Um, and finally, I'm in multiple Facebook groups. So if people have individual questions that they may feel that may benefit others as well, they can tag me in some of those Facebook groups and I can uh, answer some of those questions. Brilliant. Christian, thank you so much for coming today to our Sessional GP conference and also demystifying pensions for us. It's been great to have you here in Wessex. Thank you very much for having me. Wessex LMCs, supporting you and your practice.